Every 30 seconds, another chocolate brown, caramel yellow, high yellow, red bone refugee girl with melanin in her skin gets snatched. Every 30 seconds. And to make matters worse, these dazzling new plantation owners built a pipeline to take our children from school to prison quicker than a cut can bleed. And the lucky ones go from school to the NFL, where they don't even let them niggas take a knee. They've been programmed from birth with shitty food options, contaminated drinking water, gun violence, police brutality, and trauma after trauma after trauma. PTSD, no therapy. Missing, no Amber Alert. Alone. Boom. What's up, world? It's Cameron Ra, your host on the Wait For It Upgrade America podcast. By far the greatest show on earth, arguably. It was CJ the Day Slayer. You know, we need to bring you another fantastic episode. Thanks for hanging out and chilling with us. Yo, what's on your mind, man? Opening remarks, CJ. What's going on? Good weekend. Um, got to participate in some small business support. My dear friend, Pansky Labs. I'll give her a shout out on here. Uh, local Orlando artisan. Um, championship weekend. I got my Clemson on right now. We were victorious. Now it's time for the playoffs. Tiger. Yeah. So I'm pretty hyped this weekend. What's up? I built a, um, a crypto bot, a crypto trading bot. It's making some money, so I'm a little excited about that. Did a light okay. celebration. It's still doing this thing. I'm getting notifications as I speak. But okay. uh, making a quick five cents here and there, but that can be scaled. You know, I'm using $7 to make five cents. It's a pretty decent return. You scale it up. But anyways, don't get me started on, on one of my children. I'll talk about this all day. We're going to uh, do want to shout out. How do you say this? All of our international listeners, appreciate your support. Yeah. Yeah. We got listeners out in Russia, and I'm gonna slaughter your hometown, but forgive me, just wanna shout you out. It's Kransnoyarskifre. Not too sure if uh, yeah. I butchered it, but it's out by Siberia, my understanding. Thanks for listening, appreciate the support. Well. Today, I guess we're going to be discussing um, it's just a, a subject that I stumbled across, and it's uh, it's very troubling, and it's missing black women and children in America, mm-hmm. and the lack of media attention that uh, this issue seems to be, be getting. And I don't know, it's just something I want to discuss, more so to give it some, 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 shed some light on it, but as we are military veterans, you and I, CJ, like, tactical mm-hmm. you know i want to pass on some of our tactical skills to the civilians how they can you know enhance their situational awareness and perhaps maybe even some self-defense they can throat shot their assailants but yeah. what are your thoughts man yeah it's just I, i've been seeing a lot i know it's been a rash of stories that pop up they pop up on the radar but then disappear and mm-hmm. I get a lot of Amber Alerts for kids in Florida all the time. I would say probably on average one once every couple of weeks, I get an Amber Alert for somebody missing. But we started, Cam brought this topic up and I was like, yo, this is a great topic because why are these all these black women and children missing? And like, it's not a major national issue. So that's what we're kind of digging into. Now, um, there were some, uh, did do some research, and there are some hypotheses on under your, your question. Give me one moment, I'll, I'll bring that up. Okay. So, and this is what was brought up in a couple articles. Uh, I hit CNN, there's an Alabama news uh, website that had, had some information, and they're saying cause hypothesis. These are, I, combined it all the list. So missing black kids are more likely to be deemed 
a runaway than missing. So it's like shifting the role from public safety to like blaming the parents, like your kids run away. Um, so of course, uh, another aspect that's that's prevalent in uh, you know black culture is no snitching, no cooperating with law enforcement, and we can circle back onto that because. I, I, I want to express my, my, my opinion on uh, cooperation with, with law enforcement a bit later. But other family members may have fear of unintended negative consequences of, you know, going out and saying, hey, this person is missing. And someone may get in trouble because of, uh, you know, negligence or, or what have you. And then I kind of threw this in myself. Mm-hmm. Like the media and the average person does not care about missing black kids. And that's the, it's a, it's a harsh reality of it, but it's the average person thinks that average person, many people seem to think that the average missing person is a blonde, blue haired Caucasian female, because these seem to be the, the type that gets the most media attention. But on uh, contrary to, to that assumption, it's like, it's, it's far more. I believe it's about 37% of the missing children are they're, they're black or Hispanic, people, people of color. So what do they say? The FBI's National Crime Information Center database lists 426 missing children under the age of 18 in 2018. And as I mentioned, 37% of those are, are they're, they're, they're black kids. And um, I don't know. You're not, I don't think this issue is getting uh, enough attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, I guess this all kind of tie into our questions, but um, I was listening to what you're talking about and I can relate myself to put myself in probably some of those parent shoes or sibling shoes in mm-hmm. case maybe you were supposed maybe you were somewhere you weren't supposed to be boom this happens how do you tell your mom you lost your brother or sister on top of that i was also reading that financially we don't have the resources to hire private investigators and things of that nature also that America is basically desensitized to the harm of black people. Let's just keep it honest. And that's an issue that also has popped up um, regarding the coverage and the intensity of why this is not a big issue. And I think that's very dangerous, the lack of media uh, coverage and uh, the success rate of finding uh, the poor success rate of, of finding these missing uh, these missing children because it sets a very bad precedent because it shows no media attention is going to be found very little energy is going to be put forth to uh you know to look for these kids so whoever's doing it, it gives them a it'll permits them it enables them to to continue to, to do this and um it's it's almost to the point like if what can you do like must we uh form our own um neighborhood watches and and strengthen that up and and have volunteer people doing the detective work to you know the to find what's going on vigilantes watchmen i I don't know but it's uh the community thing is a, a good solution um I know you said you wanted to talk about the difference between cooperating with law enforcement and snitching. I think there is a difference, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I do want to throw uh, something else out at it too. So when I was in uh, I was in Germany and um, dated a dated girl. She had a cat. We went to the vet, mm-hmm. and uh, the vet was asking if she wanted to put a chip into the cat. She was like, no. He told us a very interesting story that a friend of his worked for the FBI and her son, which was his friend, broke his leg and got taken to the hospital. They did an x-ray 
and unbeknownst to, to, to the mother, their son had a chip embedded in him a, for oh, tracking. Wow. So it's like, at the time, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, why would you put a chip in your kid for tracking and, and everything else like that? Mm-hmm. Looking at current events, you got cartel kidnappings. You have, you know, is what's going on with missing kids. I wanted to ask you, is like, um, how do you feel about that? Would you be... Could you ever reach a level of comfort of having a, a tracking device embedded into your child? A tracker, yes. A chip inserted in their body, no. Well, here's the thing. A tracker can be removed. Yeah, our cell phones, they track our every location, but rule number one in the kidnapper's handbook, <laughs> discard all electronic devices, even identification cards have uh, RFID chips that can possibly be tracked. So all that would be discarded. So something that's embedded internally, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to, hey, take the kidnapped victim to an X-ray, locate yeah. the chip, surgically remove it. And in that amount of time, you know, um, you law could... enforcement or, or what have you is gonna have their, their moves. But, it sounds dystopian and, and crazy, but what are your thoughts? So I let's, mean, re- oh, let's rewind that back, though, because we got to add some more information to this scenario. Okay. You are now a wealthy and successful. Let's just say you are my secretary of state. Mm-hmm. Now you have all your little offspring. and You're a high priority uh, target for some angry terrorists or something. You can put the chip in. Oh, man. That's tough. I see your point for it. That's tough, though. So I'm gonna interject oh, no. some more information. So okay. let's just assume in this this scenario that there is no evil third party tracking, stealing the data. Let's just assume it's all benevolent, just for okay. the point of you. Uh, you know, bringing your kid back. I would say maybe. I'll answer it right now. I would. Yeah, I would. I'd say maybe. Uh, just like that's a lot of leverage. Particularly, mm-hmm. uh, you, you have kids. Someone takes your kids. They would for for ransom, what have you. You are vulnerable, particularly yeah. in in a uh, a situation, a, a governmental situation. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're in a position of power. Now you got to negotiate because they're sending pinkies of your kids back. Yeah. Like. It's gonna impact your decision making. So, I, I would. Yeah. But that's just me. I love technology and mm-hmm. can deal with the trade-offs. But yeah, that, that's amazing. Not, okay. But let's circle back to the to the missing uh, to the missing black black children and and women black as well. Yeah. We um, you want to throw a question at me or because I'm still locating mine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, how does this impact you as a black man and the women in your family by reading about these events? And how does it impact you? Um, just really letting it marinate that mm-hmm. really hit close to home. Mm-hmm. Unintended. But, um, you know, I'm... Obviously, I'm, I'm black, so I have black relatives. I have a black mother. I have black sister. I found out I have another black sister, a uh, biological sister in, in Arizona. Newly, newly found that out. So it's like, yeah, I have people who are vulnerable in my life. And so as, as men, we want to protect everyone, you know, that, you know, that we hold near and dear to us. And... Just knowing that there's another looming threat out there, it's uh, it raises some concerns, and that's kind of why I really want to do this podcast. Yeah, raise, give some awareness. Like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, people are going missing, but also it's like I want to give the ones that I can't protect some information so they can fight back and stay safe. Yeah. That's my answer. 
Um, I'll ask you another question. Uh, let's see. As president, what would you do to try to reduce this from happening? <laughs> what would I do to reduce mm -hmm. this from happening? Well, they say honesty is the best policy. Mm -hmm. where's, my, where's my bullshit flag? <laughs> what would I do? Um, straight up and down. Mm -hmm. I would conduct one of the biggest undercover stings that this country has ever seen. I would, those chips that we were talking about, I'd embed some, uh, some federal agents, put them in uh, some compromising positions in these towns where this is known to occur. Mm -hmm. um, I would have my Delta Force, my Navy SEALs, my most ruthless operators on standby ready to capture or kill the individuals. Um, straight up and down, I would tie my shoe. And if uh, one of our allies that's known to, um, say, torture and interrogate happened to pick these guys up, again, I was tying my shoe, I didn't see anything. And I can only assume that our allies would bring these guys back with the intel and again i would rally my legions of the my most ruthless special forces and squash that whole operation and bring them to uh to justice that's what i would do as as president so i throw this angle i, I want to because i, I want to throw a question at you okay. what do you think is happening to these missing children these these missing women is it sex trafficking? Is it slavery? Is it organ harvesting? Because right now, it's, there's a million uh, dark fantasies going on in my mind of what is, uh, what is really occurring. And um, yeah, I would come down with the most ruthlessness hand of, of justice on the people who are, are, are doing these to, to children and, and also, you know, to, to black women. I think it's a combination of both. I think probably for the teenage or younger women, that more likely would probably be the sex aspect of human trafficking. And I think the older women would probably be more organ harvesting. If I had to guess, I'm just guessing. I'm just thinking like biologically, because I know most of the, I guess, buyers for these, for these people, these humans, you tend to want younger for sexual exploits because mm -hmm. they see they deem them as pure and then you know older women okay well let's just they had it in their eyes their shelf life is shorter so we'll use them for organs possibly Interesting. and then boys fall in the same kid they're abducted just as much too. black boys as well you could throw them in it i know we're focused on women and girls but boys are in that category as well and uh what do you got any stats on that um i know i saw something uh let me see I you kind of named off a lot of the stats so uh, let me see uh missing persons just by gender across all races in general was 51 percent <laughs> to 49 percent for female and male so there's actually more males being taken, but we're focused on the women and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you read that stat off. Um, I saw something. I was interested to, to learn that um, it's more males than uh, than females. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, this is a sick, twisted world, to be honest. And it really is. And um. What well, these are a couple of solutions that threw out. We kind of touched on it, community-based solutions. But mm -hmm. one you mentioned was the media diversity in the newsroom would help balance this out. If you have nothing but white male editors, that's what's mm -hmm. going to get the screen. Versus if you have, say, a Latina woman or a black male or a black woman. And so you're then, talking about the commentators, like diversity with the people who are actually reading the news, or you're talking about the people who are preparing the actual stories? The people that authorize the stories to come out in the first place. That's usually okay. the editors. Yeah. 
Um, gotcha, gotcha. But you can you can throw that in there too because I think that makes a difference as well. And then also it says uh, less is more. It says balance the scale and show less of one group and more of everyone. So when they do put these stories out, show everyone. Don't just show uh, Rebecca, blonde hair, blue eyes. Show like her, then show like Tanya, light skinned black girl, and show like I don't know Denise. Uh, 30-year-old Latina woman, like, show everybody, you know what I'm saying? Give them a fair amount of coverage. So. I think that's an approach. The community approach, I agree with, you know, but it's like, it seems every, a lot of people are in their own world, you know? They're yes. not, they're looking out for themselves, they're not looking out for, for everyone else, and, um, I, I learned about in what is like rape prevention or, or something, some training that we took in, in the Air Force that you're supposed to yell fire or mm -hmm. something. You're not supposed to yell rape because they say that when you yell rape, most people will go the other way because they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be involved in that. So they say yell fire or, or something along those lines because I guess that's the society that we live in. People don't want to be, people are, seem to be in their own bubble, but if, yeah, if we could get the community to come together and, you know, everyone's looking out, that would be, that would take an effect, but I think it's going to take more, a bit more than that. You already know I'm on my technological aspect. I think you should, I don't want to say you should, and I hate that it, it would have to come to this, that you should yeah. put something and your child but i'm kind of leaning in that direction i got some questions for you give me one moment so um and we said the community thing i think that's an approach but at the same time if uh we enhanced the lethality of uh or made gave some self-defense mm -hmm. i think that would enhance the the chance of us escaping as Someone getting captured. So my question for you is, what is the best self-defense weapon besides a firearm for a female or, or a child? Oh, man. Uh, well, evasive tactics, a.k.a. run, if you can, possibly. Um, that's the one of the first instincts. Um, all, uh, what do you call it? Vulnerable areas, eyes, you know, poking mm -hmm. the eyes, you know punching the throat hit the groin if the males or if the attackers or kidnappers are male definitely hit mm -hmm. the groin. um um the ear it takes yeah, four pounds ears. of pressure to rip that off so if you have a free hand go for there put one finger into there another into there to get a good seal and then rah, pull yeah. only takes four pounds but yeah the eye is a good one so i, I suppose in your case you're saying res resort on um on not necessarily hand-to-hand -hand combat but like yes self-defense with, well, the, with the hands i'll throw this out there i know it's gonna sound simple but not being out in public distracted aka being on your phone yes headphones in um just paying not attention to your general surroundings is probably the three biggest things you can do to prevent from getting abducted. I'm not saying it can't happen. You, it can be oh, done. Yes, I totally agree, but you bring up a very valid point that a lot of people, they walk around with their headphones in yeah. both, and you should at least have one out for like, you know, don't get run over by a fire truck or, exactly. or something. But it, again, um, that's a very valid point, but having your, your whole world consumed in a screen walking around you you don't have your peripherals or, or even what's what's in front of you yes you're making yourself very vulnerable and uh, check your six time to time in the combat zone you know you're supposed to check your six your six so you you civilians out there means your back this is your 12 that's your six but check your back like time to time periodically who's who's walking uh who's walking being behind you you know and when you're going to parking lots so that's what i'm hearing is there's these vans that they're in parking lots particularly empty parking lots and they're designed so you can't escape like the locks are exactly. broken 
and um I, that's I, I I see where where they're going with that and there's all these parking lots and and you know it's like that when uh, when I seen that meme come to to my Facebook I was just like wow like this is something that people need to to look out for but hearing that and you understand the degree of sophistication that it that was added to secure it's not like it's just hey they're just picking people up duct taping them like they plan on doing this they do this they do this reoccurring this is a reoccurring thing like that they designed vehicles to do this so it's like it lets me know this is this ain't no random these ain't no random events this is organized and um that that kind of sent a, a, a chill down my spine you know daylight savings it gets dark at like four o'clock, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, from um, from combat, low visibility, low visibility is uh, that's that's when the when the enemy creeps. But yeah. so you gotta have your head on a swivel, even though you know it's 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 five thirty. It's it's you know it's all innocent. It's evening. That um, the darkness, the veil of darkness, uh, it allows people to um, you know not they're not seen so well. What else for situational awareness can you think um, of? You raised some really great points with the phones and the headphones. Um, I, I would think another thing is um, every place you go in your life, mm-hmm. be on the lookout. Also, another troubling, alarming thing I just recently read, ride sharing contributes to human trafficking as well. They're tied into it. So now when you get in your Uber or Lyft, you need to check when you get in the car to make sure the door doesn't have the child locks on. Make sure you know the right driver, the right car, the lights play, all that good stuff. Keep your phone on and track where they're taking you to your destination so you're in line with where they're going. So if they're veering off the wrong way, where are you going? Like, we're not going the right way. You can speak up. You're paying for this service. Um, these are alarming things I just realized. You got to think most people are drinking, they out, you know what I'm saying? Especially, I think a lot of this stuff picks up during the holidays too, I would assume. I, I totally times. agree with you. This is very great information that because the ride sharing thing, again, we, we think it's all innocent. It's But yeah, they should be verifying the, um, the driver and everything and confirming they stay stick to the route. But yeah, this is a very great point. You know, uh, people need to be aware of this. Absolutely. I mean, me personally, I say the greatest uh, self-defense weapon is the tactical pen. Okay. And I say that because it's not a blade. It's not an edge weapon. It's um, pretty much just aircraft aluminum compressed and it's, um, it's light. And it's very practical. In a situation where you're locked in a car, it's designed so that you can break glass and escape, you know, if you had to. But um, it can also be used as a as a weapon. But um, can elaborate um, a bit later on, on how it's deployed. But all those yes. nice little soft spots that you mentioned before, yeah. make short work of it. And um, I just think while you should be your best to uh, be lethal with your hands a little extra help won't hurt mm-hmm. but um yeah that's my advice is is at least have some sort of self-defense weapon would 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 aid i'm not a big fan of mace and i'll tell you why um did some detainee operations in iraq worked at a, mm-hmm. an internment camp slash prison whatever but like mace is a chemical weapon so if you're using that in the breeze you could be spraying it but if you're spraying it upwind no is it downwind i know what you're saying yeah if you're spraying it it in if you're spraying it into the wind rather than hitting the assailant it can hit you and now you're at disadvantage in front of uh, an aggressive um an aggressive type of person you know someone who's trying to take you out so i'm not a fan of, of of mace particularly um but then again, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what would you recommend for your? That's what I'm saying. A taser, like, is that what you would recommend for? Yeah, let's like, just say your, your, your significant other. Like, what would you recommend for her? <clears throat> well, like my significant other, we definitely go into the gun range. She's gonna get her concealed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would want her to learn some kind of self-defense, like Krav Maga. Yes. Some, Love um, Krav Maga. I think that's one of the most practical martial arts. And like, then Muay Thai. Yeah. And then uh, just be cautious. Like, um, this is another thing you got to think about. Your friends of friends mm -hmm. probably are not your friends. So those would be the ones that can also probably set you up. Acquaintances. Mm. You know, like friends by... 10 degrees of separation like you got to be aware of all that stuff now this is a whole different ball game and it's i don't want people to be paranoid and that's not the objective is to spread fear it's about readiness and preparedness and it's mm -hmm. um you should yeah be ready train for war pray for peace you should be ready but you know pray that you never have to use those those skills and at the same time when you're looking at the the numbers and could just be paranoia to me but it's like there's clearly an objective or agenda you know that um to abduct and, and kidnap uh, black women and and children mm -hmm. so my abductors are gonna they try they're gonna be pretty pissed off <laughs> they they come at me like i eat your freaking throat out like play with me yeah. but uh, yeah gotta um i guess another question is like because okay. It's one thing for you know for adults train them how to use weapons and things like that but what would you what discipline would you train your kids in martial arts Ooh, with kids it seems like you would probably want to teach them like uh between taekwondo and like judo because judo is all about so i'm gonna um, pause i'm gonna pause on the taekwondo okay i understand in tournaments you're not permitted to kick in the face okay and it's uh, and I get it for honorable whatever like, but if you want to use those skills for self defense, you fight how you train. So if you have a split, True. if you have that split uh, reaction that like, you're not going to kick him in the face, and you're like, oh no, this is real. You know that's a tactical disadvantage. That's but, true. But what was the other martial arts that you mentioned? Like judo, because it's all about leverage between mm -hmm. judo and Bra Brazilian jiu jitsu. Um. And then also you want some kind of striking. So I like Muay Thai personally. I love Muay Thai. I think it's this a very broke. practical close quarters combat. Exactly. Um, and you can end a fight in Muay Thai on your feet. Well, everyone loves jujitsu. It's mm -hmm. not. So I've been, uh, have you been to Heidelberg? Yeah. <laughs> I got invited to a house party. Mm -hmm. So it was just me and, um, and, and the female that I was just hanging out with. And then they, the house party went to the club. So I didn't have any backup. Me being the Air Force. Anyways, got into something with um, with some, like, five army guys. Got jumped, man. Like, oh, wow. so first thing that happened, I got hit in the side of the face. I'm like, okay, find the biggest guy. And then just lunge for his throat. Did a little ranger choke. Went down. But all I'm telling you is, like, as soon as I went down on the ground, I'm getting tins to the ribs. I'm like... Guarding my head so I don't get kicked in, so I don't get kicked in the head. But yeah. you don't want to be on the ground, rolling around in in, <coughs> in a in a fight. Like you're gonna get kicked and quite possibly stomped out. But like yeah. if you can end a fight on the ground, I'm sorry, on your feet. I.e. Muay Thai, Krav Maga. Like um, I think that's a much more practical discipline. No, but, I'm uh, I just put the judo because I'm thinking of kids too. Mm -hmm. If the attacker say tries to grab them, they can flip them over and be out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. I guess yeah, I could, see, I could see that. That's just a tool in the toolbox. That's what I'm saying. That's something that any size can learn. Now the Muay Thai and the Krav Maga, mm -hmm. I was Krav Maga a little more than Muay Thai, and then kids, throw the Muay Thai. Do you in think kids can do Krav Maga? I think kids could do. Uh... Yeah, I think because we're talking about street situations, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, I don't disagree. I, you brought up a good point about that. I didn't really think of it like that, but you're right. Um, let me see what other questions I So we discussed the martial arts discipline, and we, we said what we think is uh, is happening to these to these kids. I suppose I should circle back on, on that, because I heard that there's a strange uh, rumor circling around the Internet mm -hmm. about uterus implants yeah yeah and how, uh, transsexuals can have kids with 
do the risk in plants. So, so I mean, more power to them if you can do it, but if you acquire it through the means of like, I don't know, kidnapping black women and like killing them and taking their, harvesting their organs, that's bad. That you shouldn't yeah. do that. But um, what do you, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not even going to entertain the facts because anything is possible. And we roll, we, we, we've just look at Jeffrey Epstein's case yeah. like, this reality is stranger than fiction, so I wouldn't put it past. But what do you think? I have read those reports too. They're on the verge. If they're not already doing, they're on the verge of doing uterus transplants. So yeah, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. If the black women, they're not seen as valuable for sex reasons, but for organ yeah. reasons, totally I could see that. They're still in their prime years. Um, I was also gonna throw this back at you when you said what you would do as president. Mm-hmm. Um, to quell human trafficking and abductions and all that. Do realize the Epstein, it's funny you mentioned him because mm-hmm. the fact that he was killed, imagine if he was still alive and able to broadcast what information he had. Because mm. a lot of information on a lot of people, and this touches entertainment, politicians. Yes. Mm. Uh, all kind of prominent figures. So, well, I, was, I heard a theory on that is like you can hold a lot of leverage over someone when you have compromising pictures with them with underage uh, kids in this sex trafficking ring, and um, that's yeah, that's a possibility. You know, just again, we're just going down speculation lane. Do you think he had any connection to this? Or do you, or rather, do you think this has a connection? The missing black women and children, do you think that has any web of conspiracy? And again, we're just speculating for fun. I don't see why it wouldn't. It's all tied together, right? Human trafficking. True. Organ harvesting. I mean, if you're taking somebody, what's the limit on what you can do with them once you get them? You're right. And I feel like, uh, again, I would really want to um, do a thorough investigation, thorough interrogation, you know, to to find how high this, uh, this where this rabbit hole goes. Man, like like I said, I just for like like we're talking in political realms, too. And I'm like, but if they're complicit in it, how do you root them out? Well, um, I, again, I mentioned um the, the Delta Force mm-hmm. because they can have direct reports to the president. Like, sure. I don't have to go through all these other channels and be like, yo, Delta, like, I got this op for you. So, um, handle this and give me a call when it's done. Cool. Yeah, that's true. So, but, um, I wanted to circle back to uh, what we mentioned before about the snitching and cooperating with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I just want to give an example. I don't know, let's just say you're home alone at your crib and there's like a squad of like 15 guys outside and they got AK-47s and stuff. You got your little nine mil which and your homies are like 45 minutes away. Who you gonna call? <laughs> you gotta you gotta call SWAT, bro. <laughs> but now I'm not saying necessarily you because I know you're a practical practical guy you have sound judgment about um that question is so much for these uh these these thugs and these gangsters like okay clearly out armed <laughs> your backup ain't nowhere around who you gonna call nah man uh, I, I ain't going to i'm not talking to the cops you know I mean? i'm just you know shoot out with your nine and and that's that like yeah so I, I bring that up to, to say there there is a point where you have to get law enforcement as well, particularly in, in, in missing children. Unless you got it like that, unless you got bread that you hire private detectives, private investigators to go find your child, like mm-hmm. someone's going to have to do it. And, and in saying nothing is not it, it, doing nothing is 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 doing something and, and it's not helping the cause and um that was i only bring this up because that was one of the things why they said uh, a lot of these missing people are not going reported as much as because parents are not willing to cooperate with with law enforcement but what do you think 
but you got to understand also the social dilemma that Black Americans are in for the most part. Please we just allow. We have to go to law enforcement to help us find our kids. Yet, law enforcement doesn't seem to care about Black Americans in the first place. Mm -hmm. So you find yourself in this quandary. Yes, you do want to bring your kids back safely. Those that's your kids. But number one, you first one of the first things is say, are they really going to care to look for my kid? In the first, mm -hmm. place. other thing is the scrutiny that it kind of probably brings to your household, like you were talking about negligence. Um, who it might impact in your family or your circle of friends. That was also on the list of hypotheses. So and, again, the most uh, taking that into consideration. Mm -hmm. You don't trust law enforcement. You don't want all this heat. Stick a chip in your kid's butt. Well, not directly like into the anus, but in the fatty tissues. And yeah. like, yo, if it goes missing, he or she, get on your phone. And then, I, I don't know, like. It's tough. It's a tough that's, situation. Uh, I'm, I'm being quite, I'm being very real. Like, yeah, yeah. Tracking your kids is um if you don't want to go to law enforcement that seems to be the only option i don't know i would say this uh, i had a thought hold on so but continue talking i had a thought about this and I, it sounds crazy i know i'm sounding crazy up here saying, no, no. put a chip in your cage go go home and put chips in your cage because you're going mess i know I, I sound ridiculous but at the same time you raised a very valid point that the, the lack of enthusiasm from law enforcement or, or to uh, pursue the, these missing kids is is evident. And, um, or maybe who could say, they, they could be really motivated to do yeah. it and they're just not having leads. True. But um, re regardless, we're not getting the results that we need as fi of finding these kids. But now, I, uh, I assure you, I like if you have uh, GPSs or they're, uh -huh. they can, if, People can track turtles and kittens and, and find them where wherever the hell they roam. Like we can do the same thing for people, and, and it sucks that we have to go down that route. But this is the crazy—I guess I haven't used F bomb yet. This is the crazy fucked up world that we live in, and we have to take radical procedures to protect our families. I was gonna bring up this one bright spot of optimism, though, and I know you're a techie. I'm similar sunshine yeah i have noticed on social media when black kids and adults and stuff have gone missing a lot of them also have been recovered through social media by spreading the word that way so it's almost like an underground in a weird way underground network of private eyes and detectives from the black community i have noticed that a lot too so i want to shine a light on that spotlight as well i like that and i believe that as well and social media is starting to rival traditional media as mm -hmm. far as attention and, and awareness that can be brought up so perhaps that's something that um we should do our own amber alerts you yeah. know and the minute that something goes push that through the social media spread 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 share 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 and then we can uh, we can recover these kids but what do you think the the, the timeline for that is because i imagine these these uh these kidnappers whatever they're going from point a to point b they're not like stopping that chick-fil-a yeah. and, and you know getting a combo meal they're, they're going from point a to point b so it's like what do you think the timeline of, of recovering uh, these people are what does it say about 28 24 to 48 hours is the best time window after that it's pretty shaky that's that's the average i always tend to hear i guess from law enforcement and experts now this is a nationwide issue but you know is this happening more in the south is happening more in the north like where where, where do you think this is uh where should i send my goons i mean uh, <laughs> i think probably oh, it's tricky because you can use small towns to feed into metropolitan areas. Small towns that actually be small to medium size, not too small because everybody knows everybody, but small enough, you can get a couple victims and feed them into say, 
say a small part of Georgia, feed them into Atlanta, boom, they out of there. Because more than likely, mm -hmm. Atlanta would be a hub for the major activity. Outside okay. of Atlanta would be pickings for victims and whatnot, possibly. Or you just stay right in the city because there's so much transient activity going on. It's probably better to do that, not to get caught up. But I would say metropolitan areas um, like a New York, L.A., um, and then second tier cities like Dallas, Houston. Well, Houston is one of the biggest cities. Chicago, um, Miami, I would say Orlando, uh, Jacksonville, anywhere with ports, port cities, Baltimore. Um, they, I would definitely focus on those port cities. So you think this is going, um, they're going outside of the, the United States with these people? Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. I, Taken is one of the best movies ever made because it highlights everything. Socially, okay. yeah, it was pretty good clip. class-wise, and economically, how human trafficking works. Mm. So, the first one, especially. So, I think, yeah, I would say the biggest cities in the U.S., but I wouldn't discount, like, mid-tier cities like a Austin or like a Raleigh, South Carolina or I mean, bring up a very uh, very valid point for these port cities are, are um, they're spots of interest yeah consider as you mentioned um, you, you you believe that they're exiting the country now where where do you think what nation do you think they're going to if you had to pick a guess out of the 200 countries <laughs> in the world uh oof Definitely Europe. I could see being the hub. Maybe East Europe, West Europe, Central Europe. Um, maybe the Middle East. Um, Asian countries, I'm not so sure, though. But, like, here's the thing. I'm just... And I, and I, I get you. you. You have a very sound hypothesis. But it's just, like, you have an entire continent of, of black people in, in Africa, why would they go past Africa into the police state of America with high surveillance and, and well, not everywhere, I suppose, but like, and then go back over it. That's, there's no possibility these people are still in America? Well, <clears throat> I can also, you can also call out private islands from these millionaires billionaires um mm. you could say the and caribbean starting to be more of those considering they're building islands now exactly so yeah it's something to consider interesting not um, to discount canada and mexico who knows where people are because if you have money you you can go anywhere if you got the money it doesn't is, matter well I would like to conduct an investigation uh, myself and, and get some leads on this. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, too. You bring up some interesting questions with coming to America to get products, per se, or victims. A heavily police state of a country. Mm -hmm. We're all about squashing terrorists and all that good stuff. Indeed. When you can go to third world countries, technically, and just do whatever you want. As what? I said, I imagine it would be a lot easier to do that. I don't know. It's very perplexing. But I, what are you doing I, next Saturday? You wanna you wanna squash <laughs> an uh, international uh, smuggling ring? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like fun, man. I I am gonna bring up this theory though. I think my theory is, and it, it might be kind of jacked up, but I think they probably look at the american product strangely enough is healthier mm. than say a third world country that are probably more prone to diseases that we've pretty much cured not saying that they're not healthy in third world countries but i can yeah. see the From better the oregon product. transplant perspective i yeah. can see that yeah so that's another hypothesis that i throw out that theory but uh it is very interesting. So who's gonna who's gonna pose this debate? Uh huh. Well, I'm sure um, 
perhaps one of my lady friends will volunteer. But, uh, oh, I just thought about what you sounds like. Do you say what? I thought you said debate. You said who's gonna pose as bait. Gotcha. <laughs> that was a good movie too with Jamie Foxx. That was a good movie. What? Back in the nineties, bait. I think it's the nineties or early two thousands. Okay. I like that movie. Well, uh, man, I guess it's something that needs to be done. You know, um, get a lead on, on where um, this activity that's going on. And mm -hmm. again, we're starting to get a little peek, just a little peek of uh, you know into this world of human trafficking. What's going on? Um, I'm trying to think. What what other helpful advice can we leave the our listeners with? You know. Oh, um, based on I think you and I were talking about this topic, kind of. A month or two ago with the Breakfast mm -hmm. Club interview with the lady who helped contribute to human trafficking. And she told her story and she was a victim of it, too. Okay. Be aware of your attacker. Well, abductors or enemy could be women, too. It's not necessarily uh -huh. men. Women you also right. play a part into this as well. And that kind of lowers some defenses. Absolutely. You know, um, that women have that that the way to you know lower the defenses if a stranger you know approaches or even into a man you know it would lower some defenses particularly if she's in need she needs help or something like that and the next thing you know you get whacked over the head with a with something and you're in a murder rape van yeah but, uh, yeah that, that's again man you're just full of these these interesting points but that is i think that's just some very sound information to, uh, to take into consideration. Mm -hmm. But, yo, it's real out there. Didn't mean to be so cynical. We're going to do our best to turn up on the next episode. But yeah. it's real out there. Look out for one another. Stay vigilant, you know? Yes. And um, get home safe. But thanks for hanging out on this episode of Upgrade America. It's always a pleasure. We're out. Peace.